Howdy, y'all. There's a good chance that two of these here hombres are going to wiggle their way inside your head and into your feelings and stomp on them like a mud pie in a cow pasture. So you might want to watch out if you have some of them sensitive ears. You can put your fingers in there so you don't hear us, or you can hit that stop button and wait till next week when we will likely offend you again. Talk to you next time. You've been warned. Very southern. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little twang in there. Lovely. Oh, All right, God. let's go. Welcome to the podcast this week, guys, and Knights of the Braille. I'm Jim, and with me is Richard. Pretty fantastic. How actually. are we doing, how are you everybody? Doing, and Jim, how are we doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm uh, doing good. Can't complain. You ever notice that, though? We're always like, how are we doing? I'm like, I don't know how you're doing until you answer me. It's you know, it's like power we're sitting here together, mate. you know, and, but we're not. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this is true. I wish you stopped. Well, actually, popcorn, so we just had our profanity warning. But speaking to a few people this week, <laughs> I was I was saying I purposely make a point of cutting on the podcast for for two reasons. Is that one, I find that if people use plain language like cutting, I I find it more relatable when I listen. And two, it's been proven that people are more trustworthy if they. They cuss a lot, but people turned around to me and were like, "Well, you should you should keep it clean in case you have younger <laughs> listeners, and you know to be profesh." But uh, what what are your thoughts on that, Richard? Well, uh, I try not to cuss a whole lot. Um, it does come out because I am a redneck and I've done it most of my life, you know, but. Hey, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. You know, we've warned them. We've told them. And everybody's their own different person. Now, usually on Wednesday nights, you know, they can do something. <laughs> and it's like I mute the microphone and let a few go. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but that's how it is. You know, so, like I said, they've been warned. So if we do, we do. If we don't, well, I'll tell you what, for the foreseeable them, so future, I'm cleaning up my language. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'm not, I'm not selling out, man. But also, I don't want kids to tune into our podcast and, you know, go down the same <laughs> path that I've gone down and, and ruin their lives as a terrible person. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Two um, minutes in. Sons of, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put down the beers, put down the, you know, liquors, and, you know, don't so say you've the got words. Any announcements this week, Richard? Anything interesting ones. happening in the community or for yourself? Um, well, there, there's been a couple of things. Uh, you know, me and you were talking before we started recording. <laughs> um, go figure, you know, two nerds um, talking. Um, I've contacted or tried to contact a couple of people about some RPGs that really interest me. I've recontacted another one um, uh, with the World Wide <laughs> Wrestling. I had to really concentrate to say that. Uh, um yeah, uh, and hopefully we'll hear back from them. It's an RPG about wrestling, you know, where you control a character or one of them, you can control a federation and possibly create the Monday Night Wars again for those who are wrestling fans and know what that is. Um, I have been in contact with a website called Ghostfire Gaming um, about their PDFs being accessible because I had wrote them for my own personal reasons about, you know, if I bought this campaign, um, is, is your PDF accessible or do you have an accessible version? Well, their, their email back to me and almost quoting here is, no, we do not believe that it is accessible, but we want to learn every possible thing that we can about making Isn't it Isn't that beautiful, man? So that everyone can enjoy it and play it. 
Yeah. Oh man, that kind of got me emotional a little bit. You know, it's like they still are people who care. You know, and and want to get it out there. I think the most people are unaware until you bring it to their attention, and they're like, "Hey, man, you yeah. know, we don't want to exclude anyone." Exactly. You know, um, and and I know you know their sales won't go up because of it, but who knows? Maybe there's other you know blind DMs out there that you and I don't know about. I mean, because we don't know everybody in the world. You know that we'll see that. Oh, oh, that's successful. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they may have. If everyone has a blind friend that they you know, play with, you, you don't really you know, know. Then that's another group. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard to say. Like, oh, you get blind people in your group because most of them are assholes. But <clears throat> I mean, excuse me, um, buttholes. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, uh, yeah. maybe maybe it will help somebody at least. You know, and I and I had thought, you know, I'd be willing to do anything that I could, you know, to help it make it accessible and told them how, you know. Yeah, that's something we've been like chatting about. And this week we put up the first draft of the Warhammer Fantasy Core rulebook. Um, and we want to see how accessible it is for everyone. We've kept it as simple as possible in the Word document, which... You won't find bundled anywhere online because they all want PDFs and professional looking stuff. And the reality is that that's not necessarily what blind players want to use. So it's just a bit of trial and error and uh, any feedback we can get would be fantastic. Yes. Exactly. If anything screwed up, it's Jim's fault. Um, I did all the graphic design on there, so... You know, let me know how that looks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've helped him a little bit with it. I'm not going to let him try to give me a lot of credit, you know, because he's done the majority of it. But I have helped a little bit and told him I wanted <laughs> no credit. And he decided to give me some anyway. So I'm going to punch him uh, right in the face. I really a appreciate bit, all, you know, all, all the help there, Richard. Like, been a <laughs> oh, huge but, help. And yeah, now we're, no yeah, we're trying to get more games available to the community this year. And once we've got several of them out, we're then going to review them and try to uh, clean them up and get them as uh, usable as possible. Exactly, and I do believe you have a little bit of news on that front with a yeah. Game we that, uh, um, got permission from the wonderful over um, people, Sean, um, Sean McKay, who made um, Mothership RPG, and they've given us permission to make an accessible version and use it amongst our community. Um, it's understood that if you want to use the rulebook, we encourage you to please purchase a copy or tell friends to purchase copies um, as a return of goodwill to them. But yeah, we're going to be making it accessible to the community and then you'll be able to run games with it. It's only a 44-page rulebook, a hardcore science fiction classic role-playing game. So I think a lot of people will enjoy it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I do have to say I, I really didn't like that little segment right there because it sounded kind of professional whenever you know, I was like, yeah, I know you have I some know, We have to scale it back right in that, like we, a couple of idiots in the next 10 minutes. Which you know is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. It, it, it is. But, you know, it's it's wonderful that people will allow us to do stuff like this, you know. And, and I'm learning because I'm just now getting into the, you know, helping make it accessible aspect of it. But it it really, you know, not to... Absolutely, like, yeah. And it, in terms really of the accessible design, to, to anyone out there that is thinking, you know, oh, I'd like to help with making things accessible, but I really don't know that much about accessibility software or tools or anything like that. That's fine, even better to be honest, because whenever you're designing something, you should design it for your grandma. And then if she can use it, anyone can use it. So, you know, if you want to contribute in any way, even just looking stuff over, um, get in contact, nice of the braille at gmail.com and help us out.
Exactly. Um, and you know, either one of us would be more than happy to help talking through it. Although I, you may have to wait on to well, well, back to me. The, 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 the only other thing I'd want to bring up is that um, you know, <laughs> you know we that... have done um, paid work in terms of workshops and stuff for Knights of the Braille, but this is all voluntary everything we're doing with making this stuff accessible we're not being paid for it we're asking the publishers in return that we can distribute it to our community so um yeah there's there's no financial transaction here you're not being asked to work um you'd you'd be volunteering your time the same way that richard and i are exactly you know and there's no financial payment, but to me, the payment is when the people enjoy it and allow us to do it, and the people that, that the community that Hawaiian plays pizzas. and has fun, that's the payment that I receive. Crustless? You know. What? Oh, crustless Hawaiian pizza, sir. Got me crustless. No, I eat normal, regular human pizza. You never pizza. have a crustless pizza, I take it. I'll get the fuck. You're eating pizza, man. You really think that you're gonna you're on a diet as Tim but listen to my (laughs) listen to where I'm coming from. I am a fat guy. If I cut off if I cut off the carbs of the crust, I can eat more. This this friggin' Larry the cable guy logic aside. It's still the same size pizza. You've still got (laughs) toppings on there and everything else. Exactly. I can eat a whole pizza half the calories. So instead of like 6,000, it's only (laughs) 3,000. Well, uh, this week we had um, a bunch going on with T&T. They're making changes to the rules and people are... They're freaking out, Richard. They're losing their minds. And uh, I wanted to cover that a bit this week, but is there anything you wanted to cover, Richard? Um, well, this will uh, just be a little short <laughs> thing, and then we'll uh, go over your, uh, anyway. Um, there, uh, for, for accessibility purposes, anybody looking to exercise, Jim will probably make fun of you as he just did me. And, um, <laughs> you know, the fact that I'm trying to... That's me, like, no, Jimmy the Fat Shamer Braille. That's my... But there is an exercise app out there called Zombies Run. It is Zombies, Z-O-M-B-I-E-S, comma, run, R-U-N, with an exclamation point. It is made by um, Six to Start, I believe is how you say it. Uh, We all know that voiceover says things differently depending on the language that you use. Um, they are really strong into accessibility because I've contacted them about other apps that they have that aren't and they say that they are working on it um, really fun you, uh, you are runner 5 and you're in the zombie apocalypse and you're the main character uh, and it is based over in my homeland of Great Britain <laughs> or England. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm from Southern England, you know, but <laughs> it is based over in, in, in England. And I, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. They mentioned some real stuff. They actually mentioned D&D in, in the game as well, mm. although it's called Demons and Darkness instead of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and they mentioned real snacks that are over in England, which I hate Amazon. Let me put that out front because things are found out there kind of like oh, Jaffa Cakes. And that's where I found the yes. Jaffa Cakes and the Curly Whirlies that I purchased. They're, yeah, they're one of those. You, you don't have one. You have a, you have one sleeve. <laughs> so delicious. Oh, that's so Yes, they're kind of like the latest potato chips. You can't eat just one. Oh, did you get the curly whirlies yet? Uh, I have like several more boxes on order. (laughs) I have not yet. They should be in next week. So I'm really looking forward to trying them. In fact, uh, 
I may try them on the podcast. We're gonna get yeah, some yeah, ASMR of uh, you chomping down on do the curly whirly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't put oh, abbreviations into ASMR Google, ASMR. it's just bad news. <laughs> Yeah, know, you I'm were asking me to look up a publisher called Chunky Funster earlier, and I can but, only imagine yeah. what would come up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it is, like I said, it's really accessible. You can either pay monthly or you can pay for like a year subscription. And you can build what they, it's called Able Township, you know, with fences, the perimeter and different things to keep your morale up. That is fun as well, but it's a storyline-based um, exercise app that I highly recommend. You can set it for either bicycling, elliptical, treadmill, or if you're crazy, walking in the real world. Um, really fun, and you know you can listen to podcasts and music while you do it. In fact, you can listen to this <laughs> podcast while you do it. You know, you know, shameless plug Excellent, there. Excellent, man. Yeah, then exercise is always good, especially um, now really with the lockdown. It's really good for your mental health to to push yourself to do some exercise and push yourself to stay active. You might not want to do it, but you know, it, it does help. Stop eating yeah, fucking and, um, pizza. It's really as good as for your fat already, belly, is what it. Jim says to me every once in a while. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> Jimmy had some quesadillas. Yeah, I could have a for breakfast, you know. But <laughs> so yeah, there's big news in D and D this week with changes, Delicious. and there's there's a lot around it. So there's a lot to unpack, and I I've watched a lot of people for D and D are av- avoiding this topic. Um, they either haven't addressed it or they haven't addressed the there's conversation surrounding it um so i wanted to go over it bit by bit with you richard and chat about it if that's cool all right then i'll leave see you later mate no it's uh, not but yeah we <laughs> 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 the, the richard podcast oh, everybody now that jim oh jim's still here <laughs> but yeah <laughs> uh but yeah let's go ahead um you know us. We'll go yeah. Um, so basically, Unearthed Arcana you know, it's all good brought things. out some new lineages, they were called, which is these background slash um, race uh, idea. You can basically be any race as these lineages, which is interesting. And I think those lineages don't really fit with the core rules of uh, D&D, not the way that they're implemented, but what what they are, the content of them. I think it, it's a really weird choice. But anyway, um, the thing that caused controversy um, was that they're dropping the bonuses to attributes for their races, which they still haven't changed the word race to species. I can understand people getting but her about that because there's a lot of baggage with the word race and it makes sense to change it to species because they're not different races they're different species and i know that's getting you know pedantic about the language being used but it does make sense to me i think especially in america there's a lot of baggage with the word race And, and this comes from someone who's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not a racist. Uh, I, I love people of all shapes, sizes, you know, colors in the skin. I, I don't care. I, I'm colorblind, you know. But what I would prefer is them just to change it to species. In other words, for the simple fact yeah. that it's one less thing that people can fuss and complain about. You know, and, and it's like me and you have taught, it's a game. Have fun with it. You know, if you're not having fun, yeah, there's other games out there. I mean, I think Eric in our community um, gave the the best like initial emotional reaction to it, where he came into our Discord and was like, "You know, I'm a person of color, and I don't appreciate this pat on the back that I haven't asked for." Um, And to bring it back, these attributes 
So you get, you know, a, a plus two in this attribute as this race or a plus one as that race. And to take that away is fine for two reasons. One is that it doesn't really make that much of a difference getting a plus one or a plus two. In reality, it doesn't mean anything. And the second reason being that, you know, it is outdated game design. Um, so it would right. make sense to have something more more adaptable in place. It's the conversation around it that's upset a lot of people where they're relating it to its you know inherent racism that was brought into the original design of the game. Um, I don't I think there probably was some racism amongst the people involved as there was back then, but I don't think the design choice was made with racist intentions. And I think a lot of people are upset that they feel people are taking this as a win for you know accountability and diversity. And I can understand them getting upset about that because, you know, as Richard said, it's a game and some people really don't want that conversation brought into it, which is absolutely fine. And then the other issue is that you're saying that for this game, I don't want Dungeons and Dragons to be the uh, pillar of, you know, <laughs> accountability or the, the pillar of, of moving forward. I I think that they should have content that doesn't discriminate anyone, but at the same time, I don't think they should be attempting to tell us how to be better people. That being said, I don't care about the attribute bonuses. It's a, a core part of the original Dungeons & Dragons design. So I think it's a mistake to pull it out without replacing it with something immediately. The lineages they provided are weak as fuck. I think they're awful. Uh, I'm just going to say that. I. I think lineages are a good idea, but I think the ones they gave us are shit. They were designed for goths, and I really don't like them. Um, and then this whole thing about a conversation of you know equity and diversity, I think it's important to include that when writing things. But as I said the other day, you are not going to recreate the diversity and progressiveness of our society with numbers and words on the page. It's just not going to happen. And if you start going down that road, you're going to end with people that are ne never happy with what you produce and it's just going to blow up in your face. Yeah, you know, and, and, and there's several things, you know, just in what you just said. You know, to me, it, you, you're not going to make everyone happy all the time. You can make some of the people happy some of the time, you know. But the thing is, if you want to remove the attribute bonuses for the different species, that's fine. That's fine. What, what you need to do, in my personal uneducated opinion, is you have, when you're creating your character, you have three additional attribute points. Spend them how you want. If you want to put three in strength, that's fine. If you want to put one in intelligence, one in wisdom, one in charisma, that's fine. You know... But I think I think keep the attribute points, but put them where you can spend them wherever you want them, if, if that makes sense. You know, otherwise it's keeping it yeah. all into the different species. Like a dwarf gets, what, two for constitution and one for strength and, and yada, yada, yada. You know, if, if you want to keep them. You know, if you don't want to keep them, then get rid of them and stop working trying to fix D&D now overhaul it and come out with 6th edition they are to me trying to fix D&D yeah. all within like the past 2 or 3 years that I've looked back and read you know, you're not going to do this with updates and edits I agree I, I came to 5th edition from D &D uh, 3.5 like I hadn't played in a few years and the thing that I loved about 5th edition was how simple it was and I think that they're getting away from that. Like taking aside the part where whenever you're writing content for anything now, you know, you should be you should be empathetic towards other people and the language you're using and the content of what you're putting out. You should be aware that some people are sensitive to things. And if your content means that you're going to have dark themes, then you should Put that up front and let people know that hey man there's going to be some dark stuff here and 
if that makes you uncomfortable, you know, this maybe this isn't for you. And the issue I had with these lineages that they produced for this, uh, as an example, perhaps, of what their intent is, is they add so many layers to the character creation in terms of D&D 5e. Like in Pathfinder, this would be a simple, you know, thing to throw in. But D&D 5e, it, it's a lot. And you need to keep it simple. And as you say, like right. taking that away is, well, what are you putting in place why are you revising it why not save it for 5.5 or 6th edition yeah you know um and i love that to keep it simple stupid it's how i learned programming in, in tech school and you know what, what makes something better the more complex it is or the, or the simpler it is like i said stop what you're doing and begin working on 60. Don't overcomplicate something that doesn't need to be complicated to begin with. You know, I don't know, and, and it's hard to say this because you're going to offend somebody, but we, we, we told them in the beginning, you know, you'll be offended. I mean, you're having to walk on eggshells because something that doesn't offend me may offend a million people. What? you know, may offend a million people doesn't offend me. Yeah, and, and there's so there's so many stereotypes in this gym mm-hmm. and, and I think me and you've talked about this off <laughs> off camera so to speak. You know, um dwarfs. You know, I just go with dwarfs because they're my favorite species. You know, um most yeah. of them have a what, like a Scottish accent or a, or an Irish Yeah that they're you know, you know, the stereotype of a Scotsman, this tight fisted, <laughs> alcoholic, gruff, rude individual all the time. You know, um, I mean, that's a stereotype in itself. And uh, I get that, you know, I'm I'm not going to come into a game and start yeah. doing a Chinese accent because that's just fucking inappropriate. But at the same, same time, you know, like it, it is a game of. Um, stereotypes yeah. as you say I'm putting on silly voices but then you know there are boundaries around that and I think it's knowing yourself inherently what's right and wrong and that goes back to these rule changes that what is the person's intention when they do this stuff you know like I don't think that anyone at uh, Wizards of the Coast has ill intention whenever they create anything and I think if people in the community see something as insensitive then they should voice that opinion and let them know that hey you guys might not realize that this is good or that's not so great and with this one in particular i think that they're changing it because they want a better rule in place but people are attaching a narrative to it that you know maybe that narrative is there but unfortunately it's making some people um, step back from the game and go, man, this is getting really political. You know, do I want to go and play another game where I can just show up, have fun, and not have that baggage attached to it? Yeah. Right. You know, and I think this is something else that me and you may have talked about. Um, this is a game of what, in essence? Imagination, right? Make believe. You know, if something in the game is bothering you, if you don't like it, then um, there's this option called homebrew where um, change it. You know, if you don't like it, change it. Why, why do you have to go and mess up with the entire core rule book this and new, try to add in rules to fit this every new situation? This new rule fits homebrew it. perfectly. Like taking a species and then assigning whatever characteristics you want to it is, is perfect for homebrew if they want to keep that rule. And that's great. Um, as you say, uh, keep the rules simple and then people can wow. change it in whichever way they want. The, the example I gave the other day was, you know, if you feel that Dungeons & Dragons isn't hardcore enough, Dungeons & Dragons has gone so soft since they've gone to 5th edition, then go and play another game that's harder, that kills characters on a crit or however you want to do it. There's other games out there. And, and the opposite end of the spectrum, if you want people to have to, um, you know, ask for consent before killing a character in the game, then death is the consequence of poor choices in Dungeons & Dragons. And if you don't like that, then there are games out there with less consequences 
that maybe you might find more enjoyable and the, the point that eric from our community brought up was you know why do people seem to think that dungeons and dragons is the beginning and the end of all role-playing games when there are other options out there and again if you feel that the game is you know inconsiderate towards certain demographics in society then you should absolutely share that but i personally don't think that it is discriminating anyone at this point and i think that people are, are attaching their own baggage to it and it's being pulled in two very different directions at the moment and all i can see happening is it crumbling in between Yeah, you know, um, if you like hardcore, like, <laughs> games, uh, the Wednesday night, you looking for a character, so, you know, we, we kill everybody on a semi-weekly basis, but, you know, I mean, if you like that, play, oh, and the first one that's popping to my head is, is Alien, that's hardcore, you know, it, 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 it's horror and science fiction, and, you know, your choices determine basically whether you live or die and I personally one had a blast playing it you know D&D is based in fantasy which I like but I also like science fiction as well so you know if you're not happy with D&D and you want something else then um, there's this website called (laughs) drivethroughrpg.com or .com anyway uh, if anybody remembers that you know, go there, find one um, that you are interested in playing, and I won't speak for Jim here, but contact me with, you know, the name of it and the person who wrote it or authored it, and you know, I'll contact them and see if they will allow us to make it accessible if it is not, and, you know, chances are, somebody here will run it, or you know, you can run it yourself but find one that you like and hey, chances are Jim, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, Alien RPG is a great example of a hardcore one where if a Xenomorph rolls a six when it's attacking you, it can equal instant death for your character. But you bringing up, you know, imagination presents the fact that it's difficult to present a role playing game in a certain way to everyone because everyone interprets it differently. I think taking the rules as they are is always good example and i'm being kind of hyperbolic here by saying if you don't like the game go and play one with the rules that you want but what i really mean is one that has the rules closest to what you want or let people know when you're beginning your DD campaign of homebrew that you know hey in my campaign there's not going to be combat because you know due to uh, my beliefs I, I don't enjoy combat in games and so therefore this is going to be role play only and then people are like oh okay yeah. And that's fine. You know, set set your rules up in your session zero. You know, or oh, whatever you're advertising for players that you may want. And I'm sorry, Jim, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, um, it, if that's the way you want to to DM, then whenever you're asking for players, be sure to put that up front because while there are players that prefer just the role playing aspect, you know, there's also players that prefer the mechanics, the battle, and there's players like me personally. I prefer both of them. I I like to have an equal, you know, sides fifty fifty. That's not always possible per session, you know. So, so it doesn't matter to me when it leans a little heavier towards one because I know there's going to be other sessions where it leans heavily towards the other. So if you want a strict, straight role-playing game, then you know that's what you want to run. Be sure to announce that because if you have people sign up for it and they're under the impression that it's going to be some battles mm-hmm. in there and there's not, they're going to have a miserable time and it won't be fun for them. And I, I personally one don't think it's fair for them either. Just like it's not fair for the other people who want the you know role playing and they join into a battle head. Yeah, I I had a D and D campaign, a game for Wrath and Glory well. that we were running, and they were all playing terrible human beings in it because it's Warhammer 40k. And you know, one of the players just wasn't having a good time because of 
their circumstances and things that were happening in the world they just felt that they couldn't get into the mindset of someone like that so you know they decided to opt out of the game which is absolutely fine and i think as you say setting it up is always good but the point that i'm trying to get to in terms of proposing the game the way that you intend using your imagination to interpret it in the way that you want i think that dungeons and dragons is a very homebrew heavy system and making this change with the characteristics will contribute to that heavily but i think the issue that i'm having is that people are not accepting that it's homebrew and are instead trying to pull it and change it to the way that they want it and the way that they interpret it and what's happening now is we're stuck in between we're in limbo where we're losing characteristics but we don't have anything else to gain and i don't want to have to homebrew everything especially the core rules for setting your character up so personally i'm not enjoying dnd at the moment because i do not like to have to right. homebrew a lot of rules and it's become that way so i'm going to step back from dnd for a while um maybe for a year may, maybe longer until stuff starts to get sorted out and they have a stricter rule set because the last thing i'll i'll add on that that you know is maybe a, a controversial take is that i think unearthed arcana is shit i think it's fucking awful and I think they threw a bunch of shit into Tasha's cauldron without testing it properly. <laughs> That's my opinion. I think D&D as well. A lot of rules in there that I didn't really think through and they didn't test properly. They throw it out to the community, get them to make sure it's okay and make barely any fucking changes to it when they do apply it. And I think it's a poor design. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, I like the stuff that I've gone over in, in Tasha's, but I definitely see where you're coming from because uh, I've looked at some of the Unearth Arcana stuff and while it sounds awesome, some of the actual playing of it or the mechanics of it is like, like what? You know, I, I don't see how that's relevant. I don't see how that's beneficial in, in any way and can, not really that it's a game breaker, but it's a game breaker in the fact that it's going to send a lot of people to find something else. And it's yeah, almost, oh yeah, that's no, I, I get that. I don't, I, you know, the, the only reason I say it is because after reading through Tasha's and looking at some of the stuff and thinking, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to go back to the Unearthed Arcana and look at where it came from, and it's exactly the fucking same. Yeah, <clears throat> and and some of it has changed over time, like in, in the Unearthed Arcana, like because I was looking at yeah. some of the playtest um, stuff, and it, it makes uh, like you said absolutely no sense, you know. But, <laughs> but that, that's Jim's words. Interpret the, things uh, as you want, guys. And you know, I'm I'm stepping back from D and D not just because I don't want to have to homebrew the rules or or sit in what I consider limbo until they get their act together. But also, um, I'm unhappy with both sides of this conversation around d and I'm unhappy with the people that are attaching um, political objectives, however you want to phrase it, to every change or aspect. And I don't like the people rebuttaling to it by saying, oh, you SJWs, go away and play another game. And it's like, look, man, everyone can be happy here. But unfortunately, none of half of you aren't accepting change and the other one are framing change in a way that you know isn't true to what's really going on with with the game and i i just i'm so burnt out on it you know i want everyone to be happy and enjoy it but there's so many toxic people around dnd now just absolutely all oh yeah well, you know, and the world is filled with toxic people as well. So, I mean, it's going to filter in and, you know, change the things that we love. I mean, not to not to mention you and I are probably probably some grumpy old men, too. You know, we can fuss and fight about everything, you know, like, get off my lawn, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and I've always been this way even before I started playing and then DMing. If, if you're not happy with something, if you're not having a good time then take a step back take a break you know 
basically like you do with a computer reset yourself you know and then come back yeah i just still not what I, you want I wanted to, to yeah. like properly address Don't it because a lot of people it. aren't and yeah. i wanted to make clear as well that you know i'm not upset about the rule change you know like i the thing that i'm upset about is that you've taken a core mechanic out of the game without even suggesting what you're going to replace it with it's such a terrible decision and i have no idea uh, why that's been done yeah. if this was any other type of game people would be freaking out and they'd probably die but dungeons and dragons is so big that they can sort of get away with it because every role-playing game begins and ends with D nowadays as eric said it's it's such a a money maker and people i think a lot of people too you know see it as oh D that's that's all there is it's not there's other stuff out there as well and i think you know people may see it like uh oh D, if i can't play D, there's nothing else out there yes there is you know there's what's it called pathfinder that i've never played i mean there's other ones out there don't don't quit playing and enjoying a game, you know, like D&D when there's other stuff out there that you can play as well. You may find something that you like more. But D&D is such a big moneymaker, that is why it's in the limelight. And Yeah, I think I and, enjoy you know, going through all trying of this. games with so. smaller communities now. And I'm going to... Dungeons & Dragons is linked to Knights of the Braille because it is the well-known name with that name recognition and everyone knows how to get into it. I don't think it's the best game to jump into as your first one, as we've mentioned before a few weeks ago, but it's so well known that I'm going to continue to run workshops and right. bring people into our community on it. But personally, I'm not going to run um, campaigns or mini campaigns or anything with D&D for a while because I, I just feel that the community is so fractured at the moment that I just I need to step back. I know, man. Why can't everyone just enjoy the game? Can we like all just get along? <laughs> right. You know, and and you do what you have to do. I mean, I'm I'm still going to be you know doing the Wednesday and the Sunday. I mean, not Sunday. I'm um, the Tuesday yeah. groups, and you know, joining some Star Wars Five E stuff. You know, they, you know, um, but find what you enjoy and and love it and you know just <laughs> remember above all else everybody i almost said y'all well i just did say y'all <laughs> um have fun if you're not having fun find something that you oh, want to yeah. have fun with you know we're not we're not judging you you know i know jim i'm not you know if you don't like dnd or if you do like dnd it doesn't matter to me you know, and, and if you're a DM out there who is listening and there's something in the rules that you don't like, homebrew it and change it. You know, that that's that's the beauty of the game, you know. And and be careful, don't get burnt out. Take take some vacation, so to speak. You know, and I'm not making fun of Jim, you know, whenever I'm saying this stuff, because everybody knows I will make fun of him. <laughs> you know, he's he's gotten burnt out, so he's going to take a step back you know because of he's done it for so long and you know all this mess going on you know so it's a good time i for think to round this out back, as well you know, and on what we what began on by me saying that a lot of people in the DD community that do have a large following that are staying quiet on this subject and even if they do talk about it they're only talking about the rules and not everything going on around it i think that's part of the problem is that the loudest voices are the only ones being heard at the moment and they're all pretty negative on one end or the other and then there's people like richard and i who are in the middle that we want dungeons and dragons to have a more progressive narrative that's more inclusive to other people but at the same time we don't want everything linked to modern politics and ideals and and morphed in that way so you know we're in between these two very loud groups of people and as they're pulling at each other and clawing and trying to change the game we're just feeling less and less included in the game a 
It's not. It's going to split where you, there's uh, D&D, 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 and D&D. Yeah, it's going to be Pathfinder and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> D&D Retro versus D&D Now or something, you know. But and you know, and not to be the dead horse because I've done that, but. You know, the, the thing with the smaller games or smaller known games or lesser known games is they are really willing to help make things successful, usually. You know, hence why Jim has, you know, done like, I think, 6,743 <laughs> different um, tabletop role playing games, made them accessible. You know, <laughs> I may run 6,743 games, but he has converted, six, you know, but they're willing to help, you know, to make it. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And, and to mention on the D and D stuff, as I said in the past, before this even happened, if the D and D marketing team had any fucking sense about them, they'd have a D and D classic, they'd have a D and D five e, and then they'd have a D and D light, a D and D like RPG. And all three of them would function with all of the monster manuals and everything else. And that way, players can pick and choose which version they want to play, and there's less arguments about it. Um, but instead, they're just trying to do 50 different things with the core cool rulebook and fucking it up. I'm not. <laughs> And Jim says he's not a smart man. Uh, as I say, D&D is just... Uh, I, I, I know I'm criticizing them <laughs> for taking something, something out of the game, not having something to replace it with, but I do feel for them. They are stuck between a rock and a hard place. But if that's the case, you need to have a vision for your game, a vision that you're trying to achieve, and they don't have that vision. <laughs> it's ironic that I'm talking about. Yeah, don't be blind. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't be don't be visually impaired. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I fully yeah, agree, right. Jim. You know, and maybe they'll listen to this podcast and you know get, get them telling. Yeah, maybe they're one of our we'll, fifty we'll listeners. Send it to them an email after maybe, email yeah. after email. <laughs> oh, we got, we got that the, many. The I, ghost I of Gary like going back to the listen listening. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah, he's definitely rolling a natural one in his grave. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is, man. And yeah, we're just but, I mean, he's saying that. Um, I really hope that this next year of turbulence for D and D, because it is going to be. A period of turbulence as they change this stuff it could be a year it could be longer but i hope that it comes out the other side as a, a stronger game yeah i think it will i mean it survived for what 50 years roughly 43 somewhere along there I, it, it will survive but you know what it will I be have my predictions Richard but I won't share them totally on the podcast and condemn myself to being wrong <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it after you hit uh, tell Alistair to leave uh, but yeah you absolutely. know is there anything else you want to cover this week Richard Uh, I really think that's about it. I had a really good session uh, this past Tuesday morning with the Star Wars group. Yeah. Um, really good group of people there, and I don't wow. talk about them enough. You know, but Jim, you want to realize something. In a month or so, uh, like the first week of March will be my one-year DM anniversary. Some Braille dice, bro. Send me your address. What'd you get me? <laughs> you, oh, you have uh, um, braille numbers. Braille, so. uh, I see yeah, no, do. it's. I struggle with uh, nah, braille dice because um, my sensitivity in my fingers is bad from working construction for years. Um, I benefit from braille dice because I, even with large print dice, I can't really see yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I, I do have a couple sets, but I, I struggle to use them, so I just use Google. Right, I, I use the um, oh, the website. some but homemade Jaffa like cakes. Jaffa cakes, you got yeah. it, mate. <laughs> yeah, special. <laughs> oh, the homemade ones. Mm. Okay, I'm fit to go uh, wipe the drool off my keyboard, you know. <laughs> but um, I, I don't have anything else, and uh, absolutely, like man. I've got one more spot in my Warhammer Fantasy roleplay game. Um, which will be starting up very soon if you're interested knights of the braille at gmail.com and on that we'll hear you next week if you would like to contact knights of the braille please use the following contact information uh if you'd like to contact me you can find me at on twitter at richard bean 83 that's r-i-c-h-a-r-d B E A N eight three. You can also email me at Dell Junior Fan eighty three at gmail dot com. That's D A L E J U N I O R F A N eight three at gmail dot com. And Jim has allowed me to run the Facebook group for Knights of the Braille. You can find us by searching us up on Facebook for under Knights of the Braille. You can also find our website at www.knightsofthebraille.com. You can email us, knightsofthebraille at gmail.com. And you can contact us on Twitter at Braille Knights, which is Bravo, Romeo, Alpha, India, Lima, Lima, Echo, Kilo, November, Indigo, Golf, Hotel, Tango, and Sierra. You can also join us on our Discord, which is linked through our website. And please present any questions there to us if you need help with anything.